0: Alright, Jehovah good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. share. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Elul. Thank to thank Shandy and Avram Kelman for dedicating all of the she and dress shows this month in honor of Yichil's engagements. To Alana Falick and in memory of their parents, Drummond Bernice, Kelman, and Alexander and Frederica David Sichronom Livracha. To thank Barak, Maya, Sandy Hoffman, Dora Limas, and Avi Malamid for dedicating all the Sherman Joshuas this month in memory of Ruven Ben Emanuel Zikron Levracha. To thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Sherman Joshuas this month in the Susan Rafu Shulamis Bas Susha and the merit of hashem and the merit of her continued health. Dedicating the Sherman Joshua's this month, the Neskhosa Refuah Shleima for Yehuda Ben Michal. And our Dath Yomi Share sponsors for today, Hirsch and Victor Goldberg and families, Incumbration of the site of their father, Herman Goldberg, Chaim Ben Shlomo Halebi Zichrona Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Torah, all of the Nesham of and Aliyah, the families in Chama, and all those who require a Refuah, Shereem Yisrael, have one together with Kol Cholay Israel. So we have a lot to do today, An incredible, incredible daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Ksuvis. Masekhah's Ksuvis. Daf Samech Dalid, page 64. We are picking up on Samech Gimbal Mabay's 63B, and we left off, we have a lot to do, but we'll catch up today, we have a lot to do three lines up from where it gets wide. It feels like it gets wide, so just to reorient ourselves a little bit. If you remember again, in yesterday's daf, we left off with the Mishnah, the Mishnah introduced us to the concept of a Moredas. Now remember again, there's, there's a Moredas and a Morate, which is when one spouse rebels against the other. So we spent the, after we introduced this Mishnah, we spent the time yesterday trying to figure out Moredas about what, 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 rebelling against what, or better stated, rebelling with what. right? So remember again, the conclusion of the Gemara was that it is clear that if a wife refuses to be intimate with her husband, as a tool of revenge, right? And we're going to qualify that today. In other words, as as a way just to go ahead and make him miserable, that's called the moretis. But then, of course, the same thing applies from a man, from a husband to a wife. And again, at that point in time, the Mishnah said, that if she does that, what we do is we diminish her ksuvah incrementally. It was mechlukis in the Mishnah by how much, but essentially a certain amount each and every week. Husband, if the husband is the moretis, Will increase her ksuva by an incremental amount each and every week. The that the imar spoke about was well. What happens if she's moray vimalacha? She says, "I'm not going to work." Right again, we, we, we point out in the last minute that there are certain responsibilities that a woman has. Or again, we'll point out already in this sugya that halacha said There's a certain amount of income. That, she is, that, that, that we expect, that Chazal expected the wife to bring into the home. Let's say she rebels against that. So that was the point of Machlokes. We were then introduced to the position of the Rabbosinu, the rabbis. Right? And what did the Rabbanan say? The Rabbanan said, no, we don't do this incremental diminution of the ksuba. Instead, what this whole thing is, is a four week process. And what do we do in the four week process? We announce, about, about I, will say, I just want to point out, I'm using, I'm using the case of Moredes, the wife, who rebels as just the example because that's the way the Mishnah framed it, but I just want to be clear. Whatever is applying to the woman is going to apply conversely to the man. Right? This is where we're equal opportunity penalizers. Hey, so the, the, the idea over here is, so the Rabbana and Rabasin come along and say no. None of this incremental diminution. Instead, what are we going to do? We have four weeks. Over the course of the four weeks, we will announce in the base Medrash, in the Batekinesios that that, uh, you know, Rachel is a Moredes against Ruvain. If at the end of the day, during the course of those four weeks, we're able to turn this around, fine. If not, if at the end of four weeks, she loses her, she, he divorces her, and she loses her ksuvah. So I'll say, so. This is the machlokas, the Mishnah model, which is the incremental diminution versus the model of Rabba Seenu, which is a four week. That's it. The entire thing is a four week process. So it says the Gimar Gemara. So pamaim sholchin lami bezdin achas kodim achas and Bezdin sends for a message. Now to remember again what was the message of Bezdin? We saw this also in yesterday's da. The message of Bezdin was: Listen, you're going to lose your ksuba. Right, no matter how much your ksuva is worth, at the end of this is, this is in the rabo senu model. In the rabo model, they say to her, "Listen, there's a four-week window to, to get this resolved. If it's not resolved in four weeks, you're going to lose your ksuva no matter how no, no matter how enormous or how much that ksuva is worth." Halacha on rabo senu. now we cover Rab Nachman says the is like the rabo senu, namely. That we don't subscribe to the incremental model; rather, we go with the four-week model. Amr Rava, Rava said, "Hi, burcha. This is a burcha." Rashi says, "What's a burcha?" It sounds you could tell from like the word itself, right? Rashi says, Rashi says "Davar she'no It's not correct. It's not correct. It's, what a what a burcha! So says, "This is a burcha." It's not true. Amr Le Rav Nachman, Le Rav my burcha. Say, well, I don't know what's the problem. First of all, I, Rav Nachman, said it. I'm saying it over. And I'm saying it over in the name of a great man. Who's the great man and whose name I'm saying this over? Right, Rabbi Khanina. So again, Rav Nachman says, Rabbi, what, what do you mean, Burcha? I'm telling you, I, first of all, again, I'm saying it over. I wouldn't say it over if I didn't know it to be true. And I'm saying it over in the name of a great man. What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? V'ihu kiman saras. So, who does Ravah hold? Like, in other words, why did Ravah feel that it's a burcha and it's incorrect? Kihadi Ravah. So, Rabbi said because Rav Shishis was of the opinion, and he said that the halacha. How do we deal with the case of Moredes? nimlochin The Rabbi said nimlochin literally means we consult her, but what it actually means, Rashi says there, nimlochin So, gita. We delay the giving of the get. Umach shi surba. U kach shiba dinar so, what's we'll She said, it's a process. We negotiate with her. We try to figure out what's the issue, what's the problem, is it resolvable? And sometimes that's going to take more than four weeks. Right? And therefore, if obviously, in that process, there may be the diminution of the suva. But so we do not go ahead and limit the window of, of marital of conflict resolution over here to four weeks. So the gemara goes back right, so I'll say we don't we don't negotiate. In other words, this four weeks. This four weeks. Right? So we say to the wife, and again I will say, it once again, it's to the wife or to the husband, whoever is the Morid Moredes. We say to the wife, figure it out. You got four weeks. We're happy to help you in the span of four weeks. But if the problem doesn't get solved in four weeks, at the end of the day you lose your ksuba. I, I point out something very interesting. If if you notice, it's almost as if Chazal are putting forward two different models of, of problem solving. Right? One, one model of problem solving, the Mishnah's model, is slow and incremental. Problems, problems take time. Rabbo Sinra are coming along and they're almost saying it's actually fascinating. They're like, no. If slow and incremental, you could be working on solving your problems your entire life. If you want to be an effective problem solver, put an end date on it. Put an end date on it. Which I say, it's such a profound yisod, because sometimes this happens to us in life where there's something I need to take care of, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And sometimes what you just have to do in life is say, task must be completed by. That's it, that's it, four weeks. We've got four weeks to work on this. Because sometimes you know, if you know that you have a, if you have a deadline, if you know if you have a deadline, then Lamaisa so that's the greatest motivator to get the job done. So just interesting. And again, they they're both right for different situations. But I think as I, as I get older, I become a greater fan of the Rabo Senu model, only because things tend to linger in life, right? And sometimes if you don't say like, got to get it done by this date, here's where the resolution. The resolution may be a little bit. had I had more time, perhaps the resolution would be better. That's possible, but sometimes a, a, a resolution of lesser quality more immediately is better than a better resolution after an elongated period of time. This again, again so it's just interesting models. In any event, the Gemara goes by to. So we'll say, I think by, by the way, what's the case of Now, remember, we've already established that the paradigmatic case of the Gemara by Morales, is by Tashmish, is by intimacy. Right, so the wife is saying to her husband, I refuse to be intimate with you. Say, the Gemara says, So what, what are the parameters of that? <laughs> Here is what I say Amra Da The wife says, no, Rachel says, I want to be married to Ruvain. I just want to make his life miserable. In other words, I, I want to be married to him. Of course, I love him, he's wonderful, he's great. But I I I would like to I would like to cause him pain. So it's not a direct, hopefully it's not a direct quote, right? But but, but what it's saying over here is she doesn't want out of the marriage. She's angry at him. She's upset at him for whatever the reason. I want to stay married, but I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. And therefore, I'm using intimacy as a tool to go ahead and express my anger and disappointment. But if she says, listen, unfortunately, I find my husband repulsive. And that is why I can't be intimate with him. So lo kaifin I will say in a situation like that, obviously we're not going to compel her. Otherwise, other will so we'll say, so this is very interesting. What what case of moredes is, is when intimacy is used as a tool of revenge, right? Or, 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 of a, or, or, or as a tool of leverage. As a tool of leverage. That, has, that that's an unhealthy dynamic in, in the marriage. So either fix it, either fix it or dissolve it. Those, those, but if the wife says, listen, I don't, I don't know what to do. I find my husband repulsive. So here, in other words, she's claiming it's an issue of attraction. So and again it's more than just attraction. Repulsive is a pretty is a pretty strong word. So we'll say, by the way, I'll point out repulsive, you know, the post can bring down. Repulsive doesn't just have to mean physically. Repulsive could also mean that a woman claims she finds her husband's actions, she finds his behaviors off putting and repulsive. In a case like that, okay, we're not going to chas shalom, not going to force a wife to be intimate with her husband if she does not feel if she does not feel that like this is something appropriate for her. If it's being used as a tool of revenge, that's where Chazal step in. Being she has a problem with her husband again. I will say the, the, the bottom line is, in that case of ma'isa, that marriage is also going to end in divorce. Right. In other words, that, that, that is also an unsustainable model. But lamaisa. We would not go ahead and imply we would not diminish her ksuva over that. So we'll say the one tells an interesting story. Marzucha Amr sorry. Marzucha Amr Kaifinon. Marzucha said, No, even in the case of Ma'is Alai, we go ahead and we compel her. And I will say, to be clear, this is very interesting. Now kafinon, kafinon. in this context the forcing. We will say, what does forcing mean in this context? When the says, Force, what does that mean? What does that mean? Ksuvah. Right? In other words, diminishing ksuva. So, when Marzutra comes along and says over here that no, even if she says mm-hmm. ma'ezalai, he's disgusting, he's repulsive to, be, we force her. Ravhuna is, but Marzutra Chasuam is not suggesting that we diminish her ksuva. What Marzutra is saying is, if she says alai, we try to work on this. In other words, so kaifinon means, means, the Bezdin will get involved and will try to negotiate some type of resolution. We will not diminish her ksuva. But ultimately again we're also just not going to let it go let's try to figure out this something could be negotiated so theira tells the story is incredible Hava da the marzutra there was once a situation like this that marzutra was dealing with and the wife said Salai, she said ma isalay. and what and Rafun and literally again marzutra compelled her and I will say now once again once again when we say marzutra compelled her so lesa again that doesn't mean diminution of the ksuba it means that marzutra urged her. To work on this, he urged her to work on this, and what happened? <laughs> and the Gemara says, by the way, she worked on it. She went back to her husband, and they had a son, Rabbi Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina of Surah. They will say, so there's much to talk about with this. But the Gemara then says, by the way, that's actually not a good raya. That that whole thing. That was incredible, Siatha Deshmaia. Now, I will say it's possible what the Gemara is saying is there were so many problems in that marriage. So many problems in that marriage. That the marriage produced a functional child. You're great, you're not that good. Right? You're not that good. Right? That that marriage produced a functional child. Ultimately, that was nothing short of divine intervention. That was Siatha Deshmaia. Okay. So, I will say the Gemara tells the story. Kalsay Rabzvid Imrida. The Torah law of Rav Zaved goes without saying that every marriage and every raising of children always requires Siyata Dishmaya. This is the Shloshah Shutzfin V'adim, the Gimar says there are three partners in the creation of man Father, Mother, and the Ribbon shalom And that's not just in the miracle of conception, that is true in everyday life of a marriage, in everyday life of raising a family. There is dramatic and overwhelming Siyat d'ishma'ya every single step of the way. So the Gemara says as follows, Kal Rav which by the way, I'm sorry, just well, then we're going to go on. Because a marriage and raising a family needs Siyat d'ishma'ya. this is why a person has to make sure that they're holding on the appropriate spiritual level. Because if I'm not holding on the appropriate spiritual level, I'm not going to receive the Siyat d'ishma'ya. And if I'm not going to receive the Siyat d'ishma'ya, my marriage is not going to be good. I'm not going to be an effective parent, and my children. I'm not going to be able to help my children actualize their potential. If I need the siyata di the divine assistance, then I have to be on the level where I am worthy of receiving it. Kalsaid Rav Zavid Imrida, the daughter-in-law Rav Zavid rebelled against her husband. She rebelled against her husband. Havatfisa Shira. She was holding on to a particular silken piece of clothing. Now Rashi says over here, it's interesting. Rashi frames this. So, people have a. So, a lot of them, unfortunately, have a big problem with Rashi. Rashi, why are you saying Ma'e Salai? Big Murder just said Ma'e Salai is not Moredas. Okay, so let's leave aside that comment of Rashi for now. Let's just take, take this as a typical case of Moredas, where ultimately the daughter in Zavid said to her husband, I love you, I just want to make your life miserable. Right? Classic case of Moredas. So, what happens? She says Me'il Echad Sheyach So she had in her possession She had in her possession One garment She was usually a silken garment She had in her possession One garment So what happened? Yasa Amemar Marzuch of ravashi. So Amemar Marzuch And ravashi Were sitting together Rav Gamda Rav Was sitting with them So Yosef They were all sitting together V'Kaomri so, Marda When a woman rebels If that. So what I say Now remember Here's what we know when a woman rebels, right, assuming there's no resolution, what does she lose? What does she lose? Her k'suba. So will so remember again, in addition to ksuvah, there's also nechseimulog. Remember again, a woman brought in property to the marriage. Now, when you have, sometimes nechseimulog is, is used over the course of the marriage, and the leftover nechseimulog are called b'la'os. B'la'os literally means worn out items. So in this case, what happened over here is, the the wife, Rachel, we'll called the daughter-in-law of the, the daughter-in-law of Rav Zevid, had had in her possession one of these garments. Now this is something she brought in as dowry, became Nikhsemelog, right? she had in her possession, so the Gemara says, so the Gemara says as follows. So Murdah if blausav. A woman goes ahead and rebels, not only does she go ahead and lose her ksuva, but she loses the nixemalog as well. She loses the blows. So the Gemara says, if, right? Amar lehu Rav Gamda. Rav Gamda said, "Come on, you shouldn't do Rav Zavid Gavaraba. because Rav Zavid is a great man. You're you're Machni uh, Fassole You're um, fl- flattering. You're flattering him, right? You're you're, you're kissing up to him. You're flattering him. In other words, I say, this was Rav Zavid's daughter-in-law who who rebelled against Rav Zavid's son. So now Rav Gamda, they're saying." Oh, you know what? When a woman rebels, she even loses her bellows. Even the worn-out clothing that she brought into the marriage. So they said, come on, because Rav Zavid, because you're right here, you're flattering him by giving a Pesach halacha that favors his son. So the Gemara says, V'am ravkanah mi bai, bai, Rav bolo, So we'll say, actually, because Rav asked this question. Rav asked this question, namely, that halacha l'mayisav, there are worn-out mixing look. If a woman is a this, does she lose that or not? That was a question that was stated by Rav and was not resolved. And you're sitting here saying that oh for sure, she loses it. You must just be saying that in order to go ahead and flatter Rav have an alternate version of this, Yassi Vikhamri, they were sitting together and they said, that so we'll say alternate version. A woman rebels. A woman rebels, she does not lose her belows. If there's existing Nikhsay that's worn out, she doesn't lose it. Amrahu Rav Ganda. So Rav Ganda said, "Mishum Rav Zivit, it's Some type of something. Dalit. Mishum Rav Zvid, Gavra Rabbahu, Hu Achvisulei. Now both say in this version, so Rav Gander said like this. Rav said because Rav Zvid is Gavra Rabbah, Now both say it's incredible. What's the definition of Gavra Raba? Great man. Rashi says, "Vloyaar er arz dv- al dvarinu machmas an visanuso." I both say this is so profound. What's the definition of a Gavra Rabbah, Someone who's humble. <laughs> the definition of greatness is humility. Is humility? What a profound! I would say, is ksuvas not the best thing in the world? You literally cannot get past the line in the Gemara without learning something that is going to change your life. A guy Who is a guy Not someone who mastered shas, not someone who knows Torah and poskim, not someone who gives a lot of tzedakah, a lot of Those are all great things. A true guy Rabba, Another humility. So they say, Rav said because Rav Zavid is so humble, and he's not going to object to a ruling that is detrimental to his own son. You've turned the dinner on its head. Because after all, this question was posed to Rava, and it was not answered. So therefore I will say, Halal HaLemais, we have a very interesting case here. Here's what we know, right? In the case of Moredas, in the case of Moredas, ultimately again a woman loses her k'suba. We have two different models of k'suva loss, right? The Mishnah model of gradual diminution, the rabbi's single model of four-week window. Okay, so that's Machlokas and one. But at the end of the day, everyone's agreeing that the penalty for Mo'redes is she loses her k'suva. Then Rabbi's say is, okay, fine. What about belows? What about, what about leftover nichse Malug? Does she lose that or not? So Rabbi's say that, Machlokas. To which the says it's incredible. So we'll say, now that we don't really have resolution. So we don't know again, does she lose belows? Does she not lose belows? So now, since Ta'ala was not decided in accordance with either opinion, Tafsa lo lo Tafsa lo So we'll say, very interesting. If she grabbed belows, if she took possession of it, we won't extract it from her. But if she didn't take it, we won't what? We won't give it to her. So we'll say, by the way, you find this in a lot of situations in halacha, where there's a machlokas, specifically regarding monetary law, that sometimes if we're not sure someone is entitled to payment, someone's not entitled to a payment, we won't give them money, but if they seized it, we won't go ahead and extract it from them either. See, interestingly enough, if this lady is a Moredes and, and she knows the gemara, if she grabs up her belos, right before, right before she loses her k'suva, we're not going to extract it from her, on the other hand, if she didn't take it, and now she becomes a Moradess, we're also not giving it to her. Very interesting halacha. So the Gemara says, And i an interesting postscript. The Gemara says over here, And by the way, by the way, we wait 12 months. We wait 12 months before we give her a get. Why do we wait 12 months before giving her a get? We try to see Rashi says over here, um, Sorry. Um, no. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, she'll, maybe she'll, she'll change her approach. So, I just want to point out over here it appears that Chazal really heavily fa- favored the prolonged incremental approach um, because it gives us time to work on the marriage. Obviously, Chazal had a vested interest when a marriage could be saved, save the marriage. Sometimes it can. So, divorce is the only option. But if the marriage can be saved, let's let's try that. So here, I will say the Gemara seems to be saying we're going to give this twelve months. We're, we're giving this one year to try to figure out if we could fix it. But I will say during those twelve months, during those twelve months, less la Ultimately, again, he has no support obligation towards her. So I will say this is an interesting mechanism for conflict resolution as well. See, what's the problem with giving a year to resolve conflict? What's the problem? That's a long time. That's a long time. So most people, if they know they have a year to resolve anything, what's going to happen? Right? They'll generally wait to the 10th month, right? That's, so, say, so what's interesting idea over here about conflict resolution is, resolution, or I should say conflict gets resolved when there's some level of discomfort. That, that's how things get resolved. Right? When there's, when, if, in other words, if everyone's comfortable, generally problems, or at least there's some level of comfort, problems remain if there's some element of discomfort, that's usually the motivation. So, we're going to give it 12 months. By the way, during the 12 months, she doesn't get mizonos. She doesn't get mizonos. And I like, I want to point out, that's uncomfortable for her, and it's also uncomfortable for him. You might say, how's it going to cause we're saving all of this money? I would say, being a husband who's not supporting his wife, and being in a dysfunctional marriage, where it's clearly not giving your wife mizonos, and there's no intimacy, that, that's, that's not good for anyone involved. There's a heightened level of discomfort for everyone. So the Maseh, it seems to be, Chazal understood, Abose, as much as Rabbo who said, no, prolonged conflict resolution never works. Give people a four week window, deadline, they will get it done. However, when it comes to Shalom if we could save a marriage, we certainly would like to do that. So we'd like to give a longer, a, 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 more, a more protracted window, 12 months, but you have to create an element of discomfort. I will say, by the way, it's also an incredible Yisod in Chinuch, in how we educate our children if you want children to go ahead and affect change within themselves, you have to create some level of discomfort for them. Now, let me, let me clarify this, right? And so I'll say, what it means is, for example, a child does something wrong. A child does something wrong. So parents, they'll, they'll, they'll give most of this, if, you, if there aren't consequences, right? So if the kid does something wrong, if you don't take away privileges, so why should they kid change? Why, why, why should the child do anything differently if there's no discomfort for negative behavior, that's just like, it's just a simple Pavlovian response, right? In other words, when you ring the bell, you come eat food. In other words, if there's no discomfort, why should I do anything differently? And sometimes we don't realize this because we love our children very much. We want them to correct certain things, but we don't realize that unless there is a repercussion and a ramification and some level of quote unquote discomfort, people never affect change unless there is discomfort. Such an incredible use of Gemara is teaching us. Amrav Amrav Amr Shmuel Kosvin Igeres Meret Alarusa. This is interesting. We write an Igeres Meret. So I'll we'll say this is a this is a document a document of rebellion. Now you don't frame this and put this on your wall next to the Ksuvah, right? <laughs> but but Lamaisa. So this, so what, what this is is I'll we'll say in other words. We're making this process like very formal. So Alarusa in Kosin Garasmer al shomeris yavam. So this is actually interesting Halacha. We'll write the document of rebellion against Tana Rusa, against the Narusa, but not against, but not against a Shomeras Yavam. Okay. So the Gemara says as what's the Pshat over here? So the Gemara says as so may say, the Yet we learned before that what? Any woman could become a Moredes, right? Whether she's an Arusa, an Asua, anida, a Nida, a Chola, and even a Shomeres Yavam. So I will say, so there's a contradiction. You just said before, we just said before that we don't write a document of mered for a Shomeres Yavam. And here and here the Gemara is quoting from the Mishnah that even a Shomeres Yavam could become Moredes, Lokasha, Kanche Tavahu, Kanche Tavahi. Very interesting, I will say. One is talking about a case where ultimately again, he, right? Man, we'll, we'll call him again. R- Rachel's married to Reuven. Reuven dies without children. Reuven has to brother Shimon. So we'll say, when, when could Rachel become moredes? When Shimon says, I want to do Ibum. I want to do Ibum. Now I' will say, now what would be the case of moredes by Ibum? What's the case? What's the case? The case is where she says, oh, I want to marry you. I just want to marry you yet. I just don't want to marry you yet. So why don't you marry you? Because I want to make things difficult for you. So that, that would be the case of moredes by a more Shomeras yavam. So we'll say ultimately the Gram says as follows. When ultimately again does a Shemer Sevam become a Moredes? When he, Yavam Shimon, is one who is looking to do Yibum. When does she not become a Moredes? Ultimately again, ultimately again, when she wants to do Yibum and he is not yet ready to do so. Okay, we'll discuss why that is. <speaking in Hebrew> Halakha, if, if Shimon, the Yavam says it's time to do Yibom, and she refuses, right, she's a ultimately, again, the Halakha will step in to assist him. So, Tavahi, however, again, if Rachel says that I want to do Yibom, and Shimon, the Yavam does not want to do so, in this the Halakha does not intervene in that particular situation. Look at Rashi, in this Kakinlah, Rashi says, Igeres We'll see, we're going to see why this is. Why this it seems to be one-sided. Why does Halakha intervene for the Yavam, but not for the Yavama? So let's analyze. So we'll say, how are we setting up this case of Shmuel? How are we setting this up? So the Gemara says, we'll see, remember again, the case of Shmuel was that Halakha Lama isa, we write in a geras mered for, and arusa, but not for a shomeres Yavam. What's the case where we don't write an Igeres merit for a Shomeres Yavam? Ultimately, again, where she, Rachel, the, yavang, the Yavama, is petitioning the Yavam to get married. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, ha'i kosin Igeres merit al-Arusa, mi bai. So if these cases are talking about the woman, it shouldn't say kosin Igeres merit al it should be la'arusa, if we're talking about the woman, to which the Gemara says, ha'lo, kasha, tani Laarus. I right? changed the version. So Mash shomeres yavam Yavim So we say, in general, why is it that we would be writing an Igeres Mered for Narusa, right, but not for Eshel Meres Yavam? Why, why not? Why not? To which the Igeres so I will say in general, why is it that Halachal Amisa will write an Igeres Mered when the Yavam, right, Shimon, the surviving brother, when he wants to do Yibam and Rachel refuses, this we'll is not that she refuses because she doesn't want to marry the guy. This is like we said before, remember again, Mered. Moredes is a case of where she says, No, I'm interested in the marriage. I just have a vested interest in making him miserable as well. So we'll say, So again, so why is it in a case where she wants to do Yibum? Ultimately, there is no Igeres Mered, but when he wants to do Yibum, there is. To which the Gimarra says, Very simple. So the Gimarra says, Damrina zeal, lo mifkadas, I'm sorry, zeal, lo because we say to her, Listen you are not, you are not mechuyabes in prayer a woman. A woman does not have an obligation in procreation. So because of that we say to her, listen, if he doesn't want to marry you, just move on. Just move on, right? And marry someone else. So obviously, again, with, with it's going to require Chalitza. So the gemara says, Zil arusa sa'ai, the Yomar says, arusa nami. I but what about arusa as well? If that's the case, and arusa also is not chayaves in period of Erivia. So arusa nami, Neema zil lo mifkadas. Ela, so I will say, the first wide line, Ela, beba Taino. So I will say, again, what's the case? What's the case? Where the woman is coming along, so I will say, we're trying to figure out over here as follows. Why is it, so let's go back for just a moment, Shmuel's statement. We'll write an igeres mered for an arusa. Now, both sides, the case of arusa. Just because now we're talking about the way we frame the cases, we're talking about the women in this case. So, in the case, actually, let's work backwards. Shomeres yavam. So, we're not going to write an igeres mered for shomeres yavam. How do we define that case? Rachel, the widow, wants to go ahead and do yibam with her with her brother in law Shimon. Right? She comes along and she says, "Let's go, let's go." And he says, "He says not yet." In that case, we will not write any geres mered for her. Conversely, Rachel's getting married. She's in arusa. She's like, let's go. Let's, let's get married. And her husband, Rubain, says, no, not yet. In that case, we will write any geres mered for her. Tamar says, why the distinction? It's very simple. In the case of the Yavama, we say to her, listen, you don't have a chiyav of pervary, you have procreation, your brother-in-law doesn't want to marry you, fine, go marry someone else. I think you want to say the same thing to the right? Say to the Arusa, listen, your, your husband doesn't want to do Nisulim. Fine. go. For, you're, you're not charged with of Go marry someone else. To which the Yerusa says, even though a woman is not charged with Piriya so the Yimara says, the first white line, Ela beba mach taina. She's coming with a claim. What's her claim? Amra liyada umar she says, I need a staff for my hand and a shovel for my burial. Or also we've seen this concept before, that Allah even though, even though even though a woman may not be obligated in a period of varivia, she has a vested interest in having children. Besides the actualization or fulfillment of of, a, of an innate maternal instinct, ultimately again, a woman also wants children why? Because children take care of you in your old age, so that's the hope, in here's Hashem. Right? So, <laughs> so again, so she says, I need someone to take. In other words, ch- children are my, it's my. Children are my long-term care policy, right? So, Lamaisa so, again, I need someone, right? So, therefore, I have a vested interest in getting married and having children. Even though I that's the claim. And therefore, in the case of Arusa we will go ahead and write for her an Egeres Merit if her husband doesn't want to marry her. So, I don't say you can say the by the Yavam, right? Rachel could say the same thing. I'm ready to do Yibam, even though I have no Mizupir Barivia. Why? I want to have kids. Why do I want to have kids? Because again, they're my long term care policy. To which the nurse says, Elo, Idi vi idi shetavahu. Rather, we'll say, What's talocha? What's talocha? Idi vi idi shetavahu. We're talking about both cases where ultimately, again, he is the one who is making the claim to get married. Velo kasha, kan lachlos ve Oh, so we'll say, Let's go back. Remember, how did this whole thing start? This whole thing started because we had a stira, right? We had a contradiction. We had a contradiction ultimately, again, in two sources. First source says that we do not go ahead and write in a geres meret, right? We do not write a document of, of rebellion for a shomeras yavam, right? In a Yibom situation, and and bryson mishnah number two said we do, we do. So how do we resolve it? So the gemara says new resolution, new resolution. So the gemara says elo idvi idi shetavahu. Both cases rabasa are where the man, right, the yavam in this case we're going to call him shimon, is saying to rachel let's get married. And let's do Yibum, And she is refusing. She is refusing. And I will say, once again, she's refusing that because she doesn't want she wants to marry him. She's refusing because she wants to cause pain and suffering. So I will say, how do you how do you reconcile? Listen to this. the Oh, I will say, watch this. One is where one is where he's coming along and saying, I want to do chalitza. And I will say, if he wants to do chalitza, but one is saying when he wants to do chalitza, and the other is saying, ultimately, again, that he wants to do Yibom. That he wants to do yibo. The, the Gemara says, When the yavam wants to do Chalitza, that's when the that Basin intervenes on his behalf. And interestingly enough, if she refuses to do Chalitza, we will, we will label her a Moredes. A Moredes. Tavali fasting, totally, totally counterintuitive. To what we were, right? Yabim, if, however, Shimon, the survivor, wants to do Yibom, aim this cockin low, we do not go ahead and involve ourselves in this case. So we we'll say, this is the famous Rebbe Pedas from Yivamis. Why is it, I will say, that at the end of the day, if he wants to do Yibom, we don't get involved in labor hall or That's the le, zil isasach, Because he said, Shimon, listen, go marry someone else. Don't marry someone else. Don't marry this woman. So the Gemara says, zil nasir is sacher." see, well, I don't say the same thing by Khalitsa as well. Ella, I will say, here we go. The da lo Because we also remember again, even if Rachel refuses to go ahead and do Khalitsa with Shimon, does, does that preclude him from getting married to someone else? No, because we're operating with a model. But technically, a man can marry more than one wife. So, because he has a recalcitrant chalutza, right, at the end of the day, that doesn't damage his ability to, that doesn't impair his ability to get So, he just said, go get married. Go get married to someone else. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. If she doesn't want to do chalutza, Ella, d'amar Kevan bi, lo achrisi. Ha-chanami kevan bi, lo achrisi. So, also listen to this. So, the Gemara says like this, no, it's not true. Because says, listen, do you know what it does to me with the Shadchanim when I have an outstanding shomeras Yavam, right? No one wants to go out with the guy who has an outstanding shomeras Yavam. That's say makes sense. In other words, if you have unresolved yibum business, that is, a, that is a relationship red flag. So the Messiah say, even though technically speaking, I can go ahead and marry another woman, it's going to impair me that this, that this relationship is not resolved. The want to say the same thing, even that Hello? Here we go. So I will say, here we go, here we go. Both cases, I will say, so therefore, let's go back. Which, remember, I will say, we have a very simple, very simple Gemara. We're trying to just resolve. First, first source said, we do not write any geres mered for yibo, for resho meras Second source said, we do. We're just trying to resolve what that means. To which Gemara says, you're right. Here we go. Here we go. We'll say both cases are talking about where Shemin, the surviving brother, tells Rachel, I want to do Yibum. I want to do So we'll say, again, the two Mishnaiyas, the two Mishnaiyas reflect the two different stages of the halacha. We'll say, how so? Listen to this. Here we go. This nine. We'll say, back to Yibamis days. We quoted this Rabbi Vidas so many times. Mitzvahs Yibum Kodemes The Gemara says, "Listen to this. It's not Yibum Chalitza, but Rishon sham is the Mitzvah." We'll say in the beginning, in the in the beginning. So the Mitzvah of Yibom was better than the Mitzvah of Chalitza, right? Yibom was preferable, right? Because after all, Yibom is the Mitzvah. Yibum is the Mitzvah for the surviving brother to marry the widow. Why? Because people had the right Kavanus when going ahead and performing the Mitzvah of Yibum. Achshov, shame is Kavan Mitzvah. But now when Yivom is preferred that people often don't have red kavana for mitzvahs. And i also said, by the way, the subtext of this is Rabbi Pedas. What did Rabbi Pidas say? That if a Yavam marries his Yavama, his sister-in-law, for any reason other than the mitzvah. Let's say he marries her because he finds her attractive. He marries her because she has money. He marries her because she's a bavash, whatever it is. Any other reason other than the mitzvah, Rabbi Pidas said, nos. Such a strong. So I so remember again. So therefore, achshav. Shemus Kabnush Shem Mitzvah, Amru Mitzvahs Chalitza Kodemes Le Mitzvahs Yibom. But will say now that Halacha that people don't do things for the right reasons, weren't doing Yibom for the right reasons. Ultimately, again, Halacha we say that the Mitzvah of Chalitza takes precedence of Yibom. Therefore, we'll the say, when the first Mishnah said that we do not go ahead and write the Nigeres merit in the case of Yibom, that's reflecting the later iteration of the Halacha. That we no longer we don't want people to do yibum. We actually prefer people to do Khalisa. Huh? The first, the second source that the Gemara quoted that says we do write in Geras Mered that was in the original Halakha, where ultimately again yibum was the preferred mechanism of was the preferred mechanism. So I say, I tell you something amazing. There is a magnificent Imre Ms. The Gererav says like this. So I say this is really a, a fascinating idea. So in the second iteration of this Halakha, Chazal said Chazal essentially said that since a person doesn't have the right kavanos, right? now, contemporarily, that people don't have kavanah for the mitzvah, therefore what? Mitzvah's chalitza kodanas. Do chalitza. So the Imre Emes says like this. Let's, I'm just going to quote this. He says, kasha. I don't understand. And we'll say, listen to this Kasha. So let's just play this out. Reuven's married to Rachel. Who's married to Rachel. Reuven dies without children. Reuven has a surviving brother. A surviving brother Shimon. Right? Right? Shimon shows up in Bezin. And what does Shimon say? Shimon says, I want to do Yibam with Rachel. I want to do Yibam with Rachel. What does Bezin tell him? What does Bezin tell him? No. No. What are you doing? What are you going to do? You're going to do Chalitza. You're going to do Chalitza. And Achshev now Bezin do Chalitza. And will say what's the verbiage, what's, what's the wording that's used when a man does chalitza? I don't want to take her as a wife. Ask the Emre Emes. Shimon's going to stand in Bezin and he's going to say, I don't want to take He just said to us two minutes ago, he wants to marry her. And base said, no, we're not letting you. How, Emre Emes says, how can you say something? How could, how could Shimon say, how could we let Shimon say something that is clearly false? I will say, get ready for this. Get ready for this. And I will say, where can you find my true expression of intent? My true expression of intent is not what I say with my lips, but it's what I want in my soul. And I will say, what does the neshama of a yid want? The neshama of a yid only wants one thing, which is to do the right thing and to live in conformance with halacha. And in this case, Halacha tells, tells Shimon, Shimon, you have to go ahead and do chalitza, not yippum. He goes on, he says, pi so, we'll say, so again, therefore says the Inre Ms so beautifully, that when he says, Lo I will say, what's my real chafetz? If you, if you ask me, what do I really want in life? So the truth is, what I really want is what my neshama wants. Now, that doesn't mean that that's always the way I behave. And that's always the way I act. And those are always the things I go after. But if you ask me at a core level, what do I want out of life? I want the things that are going to make my neshama happy. I want the things that are going to make my neshama feel fulfilled. That's what I want. And therefore, even though Shimon just said, I want to marry Rachel, no, you don't. No, you're, that's what your lips are saying. But your neshama is saying, I want to do whatever is in conformance with halacha because I want to live my life in total compliance with the Ratzon HaBori, with the will of Hashem, that's the desire of a Jew. They, he goes on and he quotes, he quotes the Rambam over here who says, listen to this, it was a beautiful Rambam. Every single Jew, every single Jew wants to do the mitzvahs and wants to distance himself from tokfo, But sometimes my Yitzhahara hijacks the bus, right? Yitzhahara just hijacks, hijacks everything. The idea goes on. So we we'll say, isn't that a beautiful idea? So therefore, even though Shimon himself just said, I want to marry her, it's not a contradiction to say, because at the end of what I really want, what I really want out of life, is what my Neshama wants. So beautiful. The Gemara goes weiter. So, so again, remember, now let's get into the, the, the amounts of diminution. So remember, again, I we'll both say, we had a... We had a Mishnah said that I look, two, two opinions in the Mishnah. First opinion in the Mishnah, said, Rabbi Huda said seven, uh, seven I'm sorry, Tanakama said seven dinar in a week. Rabbi Huda says seven Trapikin. So he says, the Gemara, let's analyze. So the Gemara says, my trapekin, what a trapekin, or a Astira. Great, very helpful. What's an Astira? My Astira, palgodazuz, so the half azuz. Taina, we Rabbi Huda, Omer trapekin, shaintesha, mea, shaintesha, ma'in, mea, the chatzilachoyom. So we Huda says, it's ultimately again three Trapikin that are nine ma, that are nine one and a half Ma'ah per day. That's the amount that the diminution comes out. So we'll say here's what's interesting if you notice by the way the diminution amounts and the addition amounts are not the same. Right? Ultimately it seems to be more na seems more is diminished than is added. So the says I don't understand if more and more are the same then why are the values different? Well, so if you do the math, essentially what the Gemara says is pretty much we add onto the ksuva at a rate of six days a week, we diminish on the Ksuvah at a rate of seven days a week. So why is it that the diminution, Shabbos is not included in the diminution, sorry, Shabbos is included in the diminution, but is not included in the addition, to so which the Gemara says very simple, Ihi de la merci Shabbos. Because I must by her, where we're diminishing her k'suva, if even if we diminish a portion on Shabbos, it doesn't look like there's any Shabbos wages being incurred. Ihu to asufi Sufi mechse Shabbos. this is very interesting. But he, but he ultimately again. But he, Naki, did you just look at your watch when I turned the off? I just, I saw that, I saw that. <laughs> so, so ultimately again, but but he, he who ultimately again, we add on, we add on, sorry, when he's the moray, then we add on to the ksuva, ultimately that looks like schashab. So we'll say it's actually very interesting. The concern is, since the way we penalize him when he is a moray, is that we add on to the ksuva if there is a Shabbos allocation amount, it looks like Shabbos, it looks like Shabbos earnings, and that's, that accounts for the differential. So let's we'll say, ultimately, so now I'm going to ask an interesting question. Why is there a distinction in the amounts? Well, say, at the end of the day, we, we said halachically, halachically, ultimately again, a morid and a morides are the same. In other words, whether it's the man who rebels against his wife or the wife who rebels against their husband, ultimately, again, the, the involvement in halach and the penalty is yet the financial penalty is not. So, how do you account for the discrepancy? So, i say, so of course, I want to point out the emergence answer well, one of the discrepancies is Shabbos, right? Diminution versus addition. But I'll say that's very easily resolvable. How is it easily resolvable? Just go ahead and just go ahead and add more, right? to His addition during the week. In other words, that's, so obviously, Chazal felt that there should be a difference in the amounts. Why is there a difference in the amounts? This is incredible. Go out, go out and learn from the red light district, right from the, from the Harlot marketplace. Mi socher esmi. Who hires who? So we'll the reality is, apparently, clinical tests have shown that there are many more men that hire women than women who hire men, which indicate, the Gimara says, that men have a much greater need for ongoing intimacy than women do. And therefore, again, the withholding of intimacy from the marriage is much more detrimental or painful for the man. Furthermore, the gemara says, So I'll say, very interesting, the gemara says, Furthermore, even if a woman is desirous, desirous, so ultimately, again, her desire is contained internally. If a man becomes desirous, ultimately, again, he can have a physical reaction of arousal. And that can be embarrassing for him ultimately, again, if he doesn't have a way to satisfy that desire. So we'll say, this is actually quite interesting. So the Gemara understands over here that there's a difference. There's a difference for men and for women with their need, with their need for ongoing intimacy. So because for the case of the man, the case of is something that's, we'll call it just more painful or more uncomfortable for him on an ongoing basis. Therefore, again, the amount, that is deducted from the ksuva is greater than the amount that is added to the ksuva. Good, very interesting. Says the Mishnah, I have nothing additional to say on that. So the Mishnah says as follows. <laughs> so we'll say, here we go. Another interesting case. This case is, a, fa- <laughs> this is a man supports his wife through a third party. Okay, how exactly is that working? Look, look, look what the Mishnah says. says, <laughs> So we'll say, here's the case. The kid, Reuven is married to Rachel. Rachel lives in a separate house. In a separate house. Okay? And Rachel is therefore supported. And Reuven gives, puts money within that with someone who is responsible for Rachel's support. Rachel's support. So she lives in a house. And again, he's support, He's fully supporting her, but they're living separately. So that's how So i how much do you have to support her with? How much do you have to support her? It's quite interesting. So the Gemara says, but I will say, just very quickly, I will say that there is something. Well, no, <laughs> just on, on the concept of Yitzro mi bachutz versus Yitzro mibefnim is a very profound yesoda as well. When the Gemara says that a man Yitzro mi bachutz I will say, there's such a, think about those words that that applies right that applies to each of us, right? So a man, the Yitzro is mibachutz. I will say those are the most beautiful words in the world. Why? Because I'll say what that tells me is sometimes we think that the negative things we want and the negative things we do are part and parcel of who we are. But it's not true. Yitzro mi bachotz. And will say, at the end of the day, who I am, you want to know who I am, like we just saw before by the Imre M's. Who am I? I'm an I'm, shama. I'm an Hashemah, an and I want to do the right things. But sometimes I have a Yetzir that derails me. But that yetzer is not me. That Yetzir, that Yetzir is not me. That Yetzir is mi bachotz. That Yetzir is outside of me. Yeah, it exerts a, a lot of control over me, and it derails a lot of stuff in life, but it is not part and parcel of who I am. Yitzri mi bachutz. My yitzri is on the outside. Okay, but we don't have time to get into it, so we'll go back there. So about, So we'll say, how much support? How much support? We'll but say, but just hold on to that forever, because there's nothing more profound. Not, sometimes the reason we don't do tshuva is because we just feel like we're such damaged goods. And Chazal tells us, you're not damaged, you're perfect. You're perfect. I have That's fine. That's not you. That's not you. That's yitzromi <laughs> bachutz. How much support you have to give? It says you know lo if you lo you chosla mish take kav in You can't give it less than two kav of wheat or me arba kav in saorin or four kav of barley. Rabbi Yossi lo pasik la we'll saorin and Rabbi Shmuel says na. No one gives. Her, no one talk about barley except Rabbi Shmuel who live next to Edom. What that means we'll see in the Gemara. But no se you have to give her a half a kav of legumes, the chatilog shaman, a half a lug of oil, the kav grogros, a kav of dried figs, oh mana vela, or a mana of cake of pressed figs. So we'll say what happens if he doesn't have these items? Posik little pares of makamachar. So we you have to give her produce or goods of like quality and quantity. Good. say the idea over here is the Mishnah, Rabosei, you have to understand like, like this is such a profound idea in securing the rights of the woman. Rabosei, remember again, in, 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 from the Mishnah's perspective, a woman had security in one of two ways. She was married or she was in her father's home. Here, what the Mishnah is spelling out is explicitly that a husband has to support his wife with all of these items. Am I spelling it out? the so problem probably just saying support. Support could be very, um, what's the word? Um, subjective. Subjective. By spelling this out, this creates objective metrics of support. So the verse is, Venosin, la mito, mappats, machatsalas. He gives her a bed. I will say, mappats is a soft mat, machatsalas is a harder mat. "Vinosin la keep He has to give her, a, a, literally, a keep of her head. A techol, a right? He has to give her a techol, a shetal. So the verse is, Vachagalam, a belt. Umina alami moilamoi. And I will say, you have to buy her shoes. How often is a husband obligated to buy his wife shoes? I want to say, take notes on this. You just need to get new shoes for the three regalim. For the three regalam. I would not float this one, right? This is not going to, and if you do, I, I'm just quoting the Mishnah. I'm not espousing an opinion. I will say, furthermore, you have to buy new clothing once a year. Wow, new clothing once a year. I was saying, say, that new clothing should be substantive clothing that's worth... I say you don't give a woman new clothing during the summer. New clothing was thicker. Was thicker. So you don't give her new clothing during the summer because ultimately, again, that's going to be too hot. Nor do you give her worn out clothing during the rainy season. Listen to this. Here's how clothing is stored in times in Mishnah. A husband is obligated to buy his wife new clothing during the, during the winter. And good, like, like, substantive clothing, right? 50 zo's, 50 zo's clothing. So you give her 50 zo's clothing during the, during the winter. Now that's the clothing she wears through the summer. Just the difference is by the time she gets to the summer, it's already worn out, They're really broken in enough that it's considered to be thin clothing. Incredible. And I will say worn out clothing. Let's say again, the next season when she gets new clothing, she gets to keep the worn out clothing for herself furthermore, again, he's obligated to give her a ma'ah of money for her needs each and every week. And I both say, even if the husband and wife are not living together during the week, ultimately, again, he must eat with her on Shabbos. Right? In other words, he must eat with her last once a week. And if he doesn't give her, ultimately, again, the, the, not spending money, what's the word? There's a word for it. Um petty cash. Petty cash. Right, petty cash. It hey, doesn't give her just the, the, the need for just money around the house. Ultimately, again, then she keeps her earnings. So, we'll say, so again, we've spoken, we've referenced this idea about a wife doing work in the home. So what's the work? What's the work that she's obligated to do? So the Gemara says, So she does five slaim worth of warp thread in Yehuda. That's ultimately 10 slaim in the Galil. That's mishkal 10 slaim in or the or the, the worth or the weight of ten slime of weft thread in Yehuda. Fine. And if she was nursing, we diminish the amount of earnings she has to bring in, and we add on to the to the amount of food that the husband is obligated to give her. When is all of this so? This is only true. These are the these are the floor amounts. Everything mentioned in the Mishnah is a floor, is a minimum. However, someone who has money, ultimately, again, I will say this goes back to the Kushta, right? right? I'll support you in comfort if there is money. Ultimately, again, a husband is support, obligated to support his wife in accordance with the wealth and the means he has at his disposal. I will say, we'll stop here. Every, all of this is weekly, except except clothing and shoes, except clothing and shoes. Okay.